Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Scientific Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Lucas Berry, alongside me virtually from Hedgesville, West Virginia, Mr. Darren Shrewsbury Jr. Darren, how are you today? Doing all right. Finished my coffee. I'm good. So did I. Cup one. We'll see how many cups I had today. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, I'm decaf. I can have as many cups as I want. It doesn't matter at all. I can, I can go all day. You, on the other hand, should probably watch it. True. <laughs> but you're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Uh, no, don't blame me. The coffee is good. It's the elixir of life. More to the point. <clears throat> We've got a loaded show for you today. We've got a loaded show that I've been looking forward to for a while. It's the season preview edition of Scientific Coaching. We had an episode last week. We recorded it, but the audio jumped in and out. It was to the point where you couldn't hear what Darren said. He made a point, and he made some really good points, I know, because I know how he is. And it just was not publishable. We're trying it again today. We didn't record this last week. It was a totally different episode. We planned this for this week. And it's a good thing we did because we had a lot of questions answered about what, in terms of what we were going to talk about. We had a lot of questions answered, particularly yesterday. And Wave Missile Workers, we'll start with WVU and then move on to the Patriots. So we'll do like a Saturday, Sunday kind of deal. We'll move through the weekend. And the big story around West Virginia's campus should be the starting quarterback being named. We'll get to that in a second. It is, however, maybe not around campus, but amongst the fan base. Well, in air quotes, fan base, uh, is the subject of West Virginia University wearing Black Lives Matter stickers on the back of the helmet and people saying they will not watch. Uh, I am not thrilled by this. Uh, people not wanting to watch because as far as I'm concerned, if you, if you are so shallow that you want to stop watching a team that you have presumably watched for years over a sticker on a helmet, you're not a fan. You're someone who is seeking political validation from a college kid and that's how stupid can you possibly be? How low can you possibly go? Stop. This is a football team. And here's the thing. For a while, we didn't think we'd get college football. You're in no position to start saying when you will or will not watch this game right now. Absolutely not. If you really care about this sport and about this team, you watch on, at noon, September 12th on FS1. You turn that game on and you support this team. If not, don't dare call yourself a fan. I don't disagree at all. You made a point yesterday about. Oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, no, that was sorry. That was me hitting my mic on accident. Uh, okay, you made a point <laughs> yeah, uh, yesterday about uh, your cons- your uh, you you can actually like a team and a player, but not agree with them politically. Please make that point again. Exactly. So th- this is more of a a scientific disagreement here, but the point still stands even with politics. So obviously both you and I were Tom Brady fans for the entirety of our Patriots, uh, of of, of us being Patriots fans. And, you know, over the last few years, he's been pushing this, this um, pliability thing. And I'm not going to speak on the pliability, you know, whatever. But what I am going to speak on is the fact that he pushes these supplements as if like, oh, boosting your immune system and blah, blah, blah. And I eat, you know, I, I, I do all these insane things. Like what was it? His book was like, oh yeah, drink like 15 gallons of water a day. Yeah. Over exaggeration. But the point was it was an insane amount of water that 
really isn't necessary. You'll be going to the bathroom more than you would be doing anything else in that day. Um, but the point was, I wholeheartedly disagreed with everything he stood for in that because it had no basis, in, scientific basis in reality. However, I still turned on my TV and watched him throw a football 70 yards downfield because that's why I'm a, that's why I'm a fan. Because he's a good football player and he won games. And he was fun to watch. He, he might still be fun to watch, but I probably won't know that too much. Because frankly, at this point, you know why I'm not, I don't care to, to watch him too much. But the point was, yeah. while he was a Patriot, I supported him because he was a Patriot. I didn't give a damn if he was running out there supporting some political person that I might not agree with. I don't know if he does. He doesn't make it clear. But if he did make it clear, I don't care. I'm there to watch him throw footballs and avoid getting tackled and you know i'm watching everybody else i'm there to watch them beat each other up over that leather ball so i really don't care their political beliefs i don't care about their other beliefs even if i disagree with them and you should think the exact same way when you're watching college kids who want to state that people of a different colored skin their lives matter just as much as mine and yours because i want to make something extremely clear here to Anyone who actually believes this nonsense, if you believe that the statement Black Lives Matter means only Black Lives Matter, boy, do I have a private island to sell you because you're a moron. You're an absolute moron and there's no other way I'm going to word that except for you're an idiot and you need to just shut up. I've got some beachfront property in Arizona for you. Exactly. Here's the thing. People who say this want to point to the Constitution, and I didn't think this turned into a civics class today, but it's going to. <laughs> Amendment 1, Bill of Rights. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press, or the right for the people of the peaceful peacefully to assemble, and petition the government for a redress of grievances, a.k.a. Peaceful protest. I can't think of a more peaceful protest than sticking a helmet on a, a stick on a helmet. Exactly. I can't think of one. Even if they kneel, even if they kneel, they're still going to go and play the football game afterwards. It's not like they're going to walk off the field. Mm -hmm. and, and as I, long I, as the game is played, what's the problem? Exactly. So, I, I, and we we've all come to this. We should all realize this that there's there's no reason. At this point, it should be pretty abundantly clear that anyone screaming that, oh, they should, they should protest this way, they should protest that way, they aren't at all caring about the protest. They don't care about the, you know, any of the issues that are protesting. They just want to tell these young black kids and white kids that might support it as well how they should be expressing their disdain for the treatment of their people. At the hands of the people that are supposed to protect them. That is the whole point of this discussion. And it shouldn't ever have to have been had. But it is. Because they're sitting out here. They're, Kaepernick decided to kneel. That hurts zero people. But then you go say, oh, you, what if you protested this way? You know what? Other people protest that way. They wore shirts during the NBA game saying what Black Lives Matter or hand, uh, I, can't or, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And everyone else is doing this. But every single time they do something else that you, th that you should be accepting because you didn't like the other one, you get angry anyway. So this isn't about you not liking a protest. This isn't about anything. This is about you being a racist, and that's it. I'm just going to say it. 
you don't you're not against the way the protests you're just angry that people who you disagree with black people that you disagree with happen to be speaking out against the injustice against them let me give you another angle on that let me give you another angle this is another another way i see it you come to this game for three hours of entertainment and you're made to uh to look at another issue and like I'm here to be entertained, not have a political statement. Well, guess what? You're still going to be entertained for three hours. I'm going to do this for 30 seconds. Exactly. And here's the thing. You know how many helmet shots there are during a game on TV? Like five over the mm-hmm. course of a three-hour game. They might bring it up once on the broadcast on FS1. They yep. might bring it up once. Aside from that, if here's the thing. If I didn't tell you that they were wearing them, you probably wouldn't know. If someone you know, or I, whoever it is, didn't tell you they were wearing this, you probably wouldn't have any idea. Helmet stickers are, unless you're Ohio State and you slap them all over your helmet, they are notoriously unseen. Why do I care about something I can't see? Someone please tell me why I care about something I can't see. Something to be angry about. That's literally it. Pretty much. You just want to be angry that someone is expressing d- beliefs that are against yours. No, no, that's the whole point in life. If everyone believed the same damn thing, life would be pretty boring, my friends. Life would be uh, pretty let, boring. Let me, let me show you first what some people uh, believe every, everything. Soviet Russia, look how that worked out. Okay? Yeah. Uh, I'm just, let's just be honest. Exactly. North Korea, same thing. Look how that's worked out for. Same thing. It's not, no, 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 no. I'll even do a cartoon for you. Did you watch the Family Odd Parents growing up? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Remember the episode where Timmy wished everyone was the same and they were all gray blobs? Mm-hmm. Same thing. That was boring as hell. Do we want that? I don't think so. No. I want color in my life. I want to see things in live technicolor. Exactly. But here's one thing to, to even to push that point more. There are some things, while most people, it's fine, you know, well, in most cases, it's fine to believe different things. Here's, there are few things in life that should never be disagreed upon. One, shouldn't just go out and kill people. Yet, you know, some people apparently believe that's, that's, a, that's okay. Uh, and then, you know, this one should be pretty obvious as well. The color of your skin doesn't, shouldn't affect any part of your life. I sh- you shouldn't be judged simply because you were born a different color. I shouldn't be judged because I'm white. You shouldn't be judged because you're black. It's that you, you and I have met several upstanding black people. You, Absolutely. I, one of, when, I was at, when I was at Concord, one of the uh, guys, uh, I forget his name, but he was one of the nice people I ever met. He had a speech class with me. Mm-hmm. And he ended every speech with have a, have a great day. Did you get nicer than that? Nope. No. And, and this guy, I guarantee you, he walks out of here. He walks out in the town of Athens. And I love Athens as a community. It's a great place. Concord is in a great spot. But I guarantee you there are some people in that town that will look at him in a judgmental way because of the color of his skin. And that's exactly. And he, and, and here's a point that one of my friends shared recently, or just just earlier today, that I I wanted to bring up because I figured you would you would I assumed this would be a, a topic that would end up being touched on here, um, because why not? So you know you you said that 
likely someone judged him simply because of the color of skin and not the the actual you know his actual character. He's simply they look at him. I don't know this guy, but he's black, therefore he's a piece of shit. You know, right? So right. Yeah. He, here's here's what my friend had shared. He shared this from someone, and I want to touch on on a, a point in this um, post here. So it, it's kind of lengthy. So I'll try to not be too crazy with it. But so it starts out. This guy he says that he's hosted a bunch of um, WVU greats you know, in the sport, um, to help with fundraising events that he's done. Um, you know, he's, they're, they're happy to come back, right? Lend a hand and help support the community that supported them while they were there, um, at the university. Uh, and he, he starts with the next, the next paragraph with in quotations, once a mountaineer, always a mountaineer. That's something we preach all the time at this university. Once you're a mountaineer, you are always a mountaineer. Always. And he, he's, descri- he's going to go on and describe a moment in which this particular phrase that we accept so much as, as a part of this community was just trashed on because of one racist person who decided, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to be that guy. So he was hosting, he's not going to, he didn't name names of this particular running back, but he was hosting a a former WVU back and he was not only one of the best to ever wear the the colors blue and uh, golden blue, um, but he was also an extremely nice guy. Uh, So he came a long way from his, his home state and hometown um, from his family to come back to the state of West Virginia to help give back to kids in the area. Um, so they, they stop at a gas station in St. Albans and he went in the running back and came out. And when he got back into this guy's car, um, the, the one who wrote the post, someone on the way, as he was on the way to the car, someone drives by and screams the, the words, um, F you, uh, extremely horrible word that you do not ever call a person of color. You all can fill in the blanks there. Um, To this running back. Um, Both of them obviously were extremely angry. And this this guy says that as um, as a West Virginia native, as someone who's trying to help the community and and things like this, both of these people, not only him, but both um, the player and this man, were embarrassed because someone in his hometown yelled to someone else simply because they were a different color, getting into a truck and insulted them. So, and and the horrible thing is, if they knew who that was, we they don't know who that was. But if they knew who that was, they'd want his autograph and they'd be like, "Oh, you are such a great player! I can't believe I got to watch you." That. So he follows this up with. With these Black Lives Matter stickers going on the WV helmets, some quote-unquote fans, let's be real, you're not a fan. Get out of here. We do not want to be associated with you. Those people have proven him right. People don't, some, some of these people just don't care about black people or the injustices they face in the country. They only give a damn because he decided to run 200-some yards in a bowl game and led WVU to a win. That's the only reason why they care about him. Because they, they resort to the shut up and play your game mm-hmm. mentality. 
shut up and dribble. Politics don't belong in sports. That's that's not okay. That's no. never okay. And that and, and it embarrasses me to be associated with people simply because of a fan base. Because it's always the bad seeds that makes everyone else look bad, even if a majority of the fan base is is extremely polite. Those people are the ones that everyone else in the nation looks at and goes, "Wow, we don't want to be associated with you, this university. We don't want to come here and and you know be a tourist in the state. We don't want to come to the state and watch football games. We want to stay away because if I'm a, a black person coming in here, that's that'll that'll make them think the entire state is is full of racists, and that's disgusting. I can, and that's not the case, but it sure seems like it because of all this. If someone in my hometown and well, your hometown as well." Did this? We'd be disgusted because at least in 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 our hometowns, we know that a lot a lot of the people are becoming extremely accepting of all of these you know issues down there. It's become such a great place, but one bad apple can ruin that for for an entire area, and that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's the thing: who's the greatest West Virginia player we've seen in our time? Mm-hmm. Pat White. What's Pat White? He's black. So if you're someone of our age or younger who either grew up watching Pat White or grew up knowing about Pat White and watched maybe Geno Mm -hmm. Smith, two of the greatest quarterbacks in West Virginia history, and yet you are willing to look them both in the face and yell expletives at them simply because they're black, Ask yourself, why did I support them when I was a kid, yet now when I'm all grown up, I'm all of a sudden hating them? Please ask yourself that and get back to me as to why you, what your answer is, because I'm really curious to see what that answer is. I don't get it. Because, look, you and I both love watching Pat White. I watched the uh, Fiesta Bowl when they aired it over the summer, and I thoroughly enjoyed sitting there watching the greatness of Pat White exactly. play again. And I will enjoy watching USF play, even though I think they're not going to win a game this year. I, although I was wrong on South Alabama last night. But either way, he's a running back coach at USF. I will watch USF for that sole reason. He is my favorite West Virginia player of all time. He's not my favorite football player of all time. He's <laughs> uh, but he's my favorite football player of all time. And I will watch him and I will follow his career. I don't look at him and like, oh. He's a black man. Why did he come to West Virginia? Why did he even do that? No. You know what? Think about this. The majority of that team is black. If you take a majority of that team, well, you know what you have? A quarterback and a few others. Deggie's white. And I just broke the news I was going to hold on to this. But still, it's the same point. Why will you – why are we accepting of these people on Saturdays, Thursdays, Sundays, and Mondays? Yet on Tuesday through uh, – on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday – we don't care. Why? It makes no sense to me. It makes absolutely no sense. And here's the thing. You are a hypocrite. If you sit there on your couch with your beer and you cheer these people on, yet the second the game ends, you go to cursing them and cursing everyone that looks like them. You are a hypocrite in the highest order. Absolutely. You, you, I'm just going to be extremely blunt here. You're, an, you're a garbage human being. And the world would be better off without people like you. If you're like that, sit back, evaluate your life, and think about how crappy of a human being you are. And maybe change that because there, there's no place for you in this world if you're going to be that hateful to I'm people. I'm going to do something I don't – Simply because they look different than you. I'm, 
I'm going to do something I never thought I'd do. If you're one of those people, turn this show off. I don't want you listening to this. This is for fans. You're nope. not a fan. This is for West Virginia University and New England Patriots fans. This is not for you. Turn this show off. Better yet, unfollow us wherever you're following us if you like that. Moving on to the football, because we have a lot of this to get to. I broke the news already. Jared Deggy has been named the starting quarterback at West Virginia University for the fall season, as of now. So when West Virginia kicks off the season in eight days against Eastern Kentucky, Deggy will be under center. We both kind of thought this would happen, but they held mm-hmm. it up through camp. What I'm, do you think? I love it, right? We, 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 he came in the last four games of the season, and you know what? He went two and two, right? But came it pretty been close three to that three and one. He, he, he shown what we were missing in a quarterback that entire season. You know, they were three and nine while Kendall was, or three and six, sorry, while Kendall. Kendall had started, yep. and granted, that wasn't entirely his fault, obviously. I, I would never put the blame on one person for that one, and this is a team game. But, you know, you could see that Kendall just didn't seem to have what we needed at a quarterback. He wasn't very consistent. He seemed to overthrow extremely open players. You, you, these, never yeah, had these, a these wide receivers bailed him out more than they needed to. And when they when they were wide open saying, Give this is a slam dunk, get it to me, he overthrew them by five yards. Like five? Yeah, How yeah, about five's an understatement. So you got really angry really quickly because I'm gonna be real here. It was sort of reminding me of the atrocity that was Skyler Howard at certain points. You know, we won ten games yeah. with Skyler Howard at the helm, but I always wondered how. Because he made extremely <laughs> poor decisions almost every time he touched that ball. Almost every single time. It was ridiculous. So I started seeing this and I said, oh boy, here we go again. You've, we've got an Oklahoma, you know, uh, 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 someone who just Oklahoma didn't want. And, and he cast off. off. That's the word I was looking for. And, you know, this, they, we just got the, the, the bottom of the barrel here. But that doesn't mean he didn't have good moments, right? He, he, still, he still managed to, to get the ball in the player's hands, but he, he, he seemed to mess up every single time they had a chance to, to really put something away. And again, obviously, the rest of the team's to blame for a lot of these things as well. But if you're overthrowing wide-open receivers, the receiver did his job. You didn't do yours. The, offen- the offensive line did their job in keeping you protected while he got that wide open. So in situations like that, it was 100% his fault. And then when Daigie came in, you started seeing that a little more consistency. He was hitting those players more accurately. He was making smarter decisions and not just tossing it right into a defender's hands. And, and it seemed like things were just meshing much better with him at the helm. It, it seemed more cohesive. Guy comes in. A quarter, a three quarters of the way through the season, and it seems like they've been playing all together all year. All he was the starter all year, and it, it gave me hope. Really, I was like, you know what, we we could end this season somewhat strong, and you know, in comparison, they did. They went two and two as opposed to three and six. Um, uh, uh, two and one, went two and one. He Deggy came in in that Texas Tech game, that 38-17 loss in Morgantown. He started the Kansas State game, which they won against the mm-hmm. Kansas State team, and lost that Oklahoma State game by seven, and then mm-hmm. beat TCU. By so seven. they they very he very well could have came in and and we they could have been bowl eligible 
after his, you know, they what they only lost to Oklahoma State by seven. They could have won and been bowl eligible. A ranked OSU team, and they shut yeah. down that offense. That that and, hard to do. And again, a lot of the a lot of the Austin Kendall losses as well. You know, some of them could have very well went the other way. The Baylor game, the few others. That's that's yeah. the only one really. If you look at the final score, the way they scored, now granted, I Texas guess. and Iowa State, Texas and Iowa State were uh, were games where they 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 started off yeah. and they lost steam. But if you look at the final score, it was only that at the yeah. Baylor game. Continue. So the way they started in most of those games, you thought, oh, yeah, they could win these games. And then, of course, they blew it probably after halftime, if I remember in most of them. Like, you're holding Basically. teams like Oklahoma within three points or a touchdown of you or something, relatively reachable, uh, you know, <laughs> scores, and then you just get blown out at the half. Again, multiple team failure there, but – Kendall didn't help things when you were missing wide open players that very well should have went down field for a touchdown. So seeing that Daigie's Daigie has been chosen, it really doesn't surprise me at all. We all knew that that he was gonna get it, <laughs> and if he didn't, we'd be surprised. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I look. I I don't wish Austin Kendall bad or poorly. I don't wish anything nope. bad on the on the kid. I don't, but. There was no way mm-hmm. you can look at him and say, son, yeah. it's your team. You've got to say, Deggie, go exactly. lead this team. Because here's the thing. This is supposed to be a year. Neil Brown had laid a four-and-egg goose egg at his first mm-hmm. year at Troy. Laid a set, had went seven, five and seven here and could have been bowl eligible at, at, at six and six had they pulled out that game against Baylor and then had scored late yeah. against Oklahoma State. That could have been a seven and five team and we probably were going, hey, Seven and five going to a bowl game. Yeah, first and year, an extremely bad. young team. That team is extremely talented yeah. for how young they were. That team was a bunch of babies. Really, is what it was. I mean, it, I mean the, the, the what, probably a leading wide receiver was a true freshman. Like that's yeah, that's insane production. But that young that 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 young team, the fact that they were young also kind of bit them in the ass a few times, <laughs> more than a few times. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, but here's the thing: you've got to lose to win. So, so, I mean, if, and even stats-wise, let's just add throw in the stats here for, for their comparisons. So, D- D- uh, sorry, Kendall, in his nine games, threw for just under 2,000 yards and had a 12-touchdown to 10-interception ratio. I don't know how many times he fumbled it. It doesn't say, uh, but um, he could have had a couple fumbles. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, explicitly state in this article. But And then had a 3-6 and six record. Daigie came in, and he threw for – a little over 800 yards and had seven touchdowns to three interceptions. And of course he, you know, he made his debut at the end of that Texas tech game, but we also have a couple other quarterbacks that we don't really know much about uh, in terms of, you know, they'll, they'll, how they're going to work with the team. I'm sure they'll work pretty well. Um, you know, we got the freshman Garrett green, who everyone seemed, who was excited about. I, I, and then we have two sophomores who actually forgot who even, who they even had. So they have Trent Jackson and, and Matt Cavallero. Um, of course, they lost uh, Trey Lowe. He transferred. Um, uh, he transferred to another school as a graduate transfer. So they I have where a he went. pretty. They have a pretty young quarterback uh, core. I mean, in terms of you know the the depth, they have the two sophomores and a freshman, and then of course we've got two. Well, they're both juniors, right? Daigie and Kendall are both juniors. No, uh, Kendall's, uh, Kendall's a senior. A senior. Yeah, that's right. Kendall's a redshirt, a so, redshirt senior. I, I, I almost suspect that at some point we'll see 
someone, uh, some of those guys play a little bit. Maybe Garrett or the other two as well. Maybe a little bit. Maybe not starting, of course, unless something extremely goes wrong. But it's 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 nice to see, and hopefully, Kendall has has straightened himself up too, and with some of those mistakes. And if he ever if he has to come back on the field, hopefully he'll he'll atone for some of his mistakes last year. Um, you know, as, as always, you, the guy comes, the guys come in, they're Mountaineers, and we support them. But we we know who's who the guys should be for the starters. Most of us, <laughs> it's obvious sometimes. If the bowl season ends up being blown up and there are no bowl games, if West Virginia is not in contention for a Big Twelve championship, which I don't think any one of us really thinks no, they will really. be. Don't don't be surprised if Garrett Green gets a run on gets a run in the last few games of the season. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. He might not start, but don't be surprised if he splits reps with Deggy and or Kendall just to get the senior out on the high note. Don't be surprised at that. Nope. So, I, but it's exciting though. I think I think he's going to I think he's going to do pretty well, and I think the whole team is going to do really well. I think that having the mistakes that they had last year. They're going to build on those. I think we all know Neil Brown's track record. And I think he's going to. Put, I think we're going to have a winning season this year. This is going to be the season to show how WVU's bouncing back, and they're going to be a contender in the next few years for this Big Twelve. They really are. I agree. This you lay the found you lay the foundation for this program, and then you build it up. And this is the building up. Your foundation's been laid. Then you got to go build. Build your nice big man. Let's do it. Let's. Let, I, I want to see a Big Twelve championship by, by the time I'm thirty. Let's do it, guys. <laughs> I mean, we've only got what yep. five years. We got can't go, can't waste any time, guys. Gotta go. Heck, if we even now. just make it to the Big Twelve championship in the next four years, I will still be happy. But let's no, watch. We make it. We make it in the year they won't let any fans <laughs> in the building. What? Like, you well, know what? They made it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> say, well, we'll tell you outside the stadium for, for five hours. Exactly. They can't stop us there. <laughs> oh, boy. Mountaineers invade Jerry. <laughs> <This should be fun. laughs> so let's talk about what's the strength of this team and what's the weakness of the football team? I mean, th- the strength is just they're overall, they're all extremely talented. Every one of them, every one of them from last year will, will so much more talented than, any, talented than any of us expected they would be being such a young team, like there were so many freshmen, freshmen, freshmen starting last year that we thought we were going to not win a single game. I, I had the deep down thought that we wouldn't win a single game because that how young they would be and just getting obliterated by such skilled players in the Big Twelve. So I think that the fact that they they did they did so well last year, despite you know the mistakes, I, I think they're all going to take that. And learn really well from it, and and they've got they've got such great leadership too, in the Stills brothers, for example. Those guys, when they make a play, that team gets fired up. I get fired up when I see them destroy <laughs> quarterbacks out there and running backs in the backfield. I think that's the big the, the biggest the biggest strength absolutely are the Stills brothers. You get them fired up, that uh, that offense is going to feed on their energy. When they come back on the field, it's, and they're going to do it. They've got Sam Brown, right? He's he'll be he's now a sophomore. Yeah. That guy is speedy. 
He's agile and he knows how to get open. We just got to get it to him. And I think, I mean, he's going to get a lot. He's going to, his touchdown count's going to skyrocket this year. Medeki playing quarterback. Yep. So I think, I think the, I think those are, I guess, the three strengths, really. The Stills brothers, four, you know, but the Stills brothers as a unit, 100%. The, you know, Sam Brown. And, and you know, Deggie's, Deggie's, I guess you could be the four, the real fourth. And just the fact that the team's still young. They're young, they're hungry, and we know that they're hungry because we've seen it. I th- I, and I think they're going to be able to clean up all those mistakes. So I think those are really those are the strengths for me. For me, the strengths are the coaching staff is number one. I'm going to go off the, off the field for a second, but the coaching staff, I even with – um, oh, what's Coning? the defensive yeah. coordinator? Coning, leaving. I still think that staff is very is very well suited to lead that defense. I agree. And I think Neil Brown, coming from an offensive background, has enough of a defensive understanding where he can lead that mm-hmm. team if he has to. He's got he's kind of a balance. He's not Holgerson, which is one side only. Neil Brown is a very balanced, a very balanced and detail oriented yeah. head coach, which is exactly what you need right now. The second string, I think, is the quarterback position. I, I think Deggy took it from a weakness, from at least an iffy, to a strength because I love mm-hmm. what I saw out of him. And the third strength, I think, of the team is the youth. But I will say this in so much as I think there's so much room to grow. Not so much that they're hungry, which I mm-hmm. don't doubt they are, but there's so much room to grow. So even if you come out against EKU and there's a little bit of a dud, you still can get better as the year yep. goes on. This team will not curve, this team will not arc in September. This team will arc around October and November. If you watch Neil Brown, they will start off, yeah, maybe, and then they'll start to rise up. This team will not end on the same plane it starts the year. I agree. Weaknesses. Weaknesses. Hmm. Let's see. I've yeah. got one for you. Same thing. Defense. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. say that they're not good, but I wonder how that staff will handle play calling in terms and getting that team ready to go. Because you know what Coning was going to do. And I wonder how running it by committee is going to have an That's impact a good point. on that. But I will say this. One of, one of the balances, that things that balances that out, is Jeff Castile, the defensive coordinator for mm-hmm. those Rich Rod teams, is on the staff again It's helping out in that department. I trust Jeff Castillo to call plays and do mm-hmm. a really good job. And I trust him to help, even if it's not calling, I trust him to help those guys at R. I trust him as a defensive coordinator. I agree. I think so. Going on, let's go on another standpoint as well. I think, and I think we, we, you know, we've touched on this, but I, I wholeheartedly believe that ha- having a lack of atmosphere in Milan Pushko Stadium, that's a weakness. Because we know firsthand. I certainly know firsthand. Watching quite a few upsets in in that stadium, being there for it, that 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 atmosphere ha- is ecstatic, especially during the big games. When when they beat Oklahoma State, that was ranked number eleven. Even though they had a four and eight season my freshman year, they beat Oklahoma State, and we were going wild the entire game. They scared the pants off of that of that Oklahoma State team, and and that's it's not a stadium you want to come into when you have sixty thousand Mountaineers screaming "Let's go." 
You know who's coming mm. to town this year? Yep. Oklahoma. You know what's going to happen without an atmosphere? They're going to roll into town, they're going to roll over us, and they're going to walk out the door and like, yep. nothing might happen. That atmosphere would be, if this team was able to do it, that atmosphere is what was going to beat Oklahoma. I agree. Say goodbye to that now. And unless we see some crazy miracle, I yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I can't expect a victory against Oklahoma as much as I want it. So, so I as much I as I want think it, that, no. that the the lack of of a, a packed stadium is is a hundred percent going to have an effect on on them. Do do you think there will be any noticeable effect with some fans there, or do you think it'll just be like as if it was playing an empty stadium? Probably, I think it'd be more closer to just having an empty stadium. I don't know if it'd be much of a sliding, you know, like a sliding uh, uh, impact, like you would put on a video game. Oh yeah, crowd impact, thirty yeah. percent. I, I don't know. I, I would I would lean more towards it not being as great of an impact, but I guess. In terms of atmosphere-wise, more, more fans would be better than zero. But we—I I still disagree that fans should even be there at all. So, um, well, you're gonna get your wish on <laughs> yeah. next Saturday. So it's gonna be. That's a reminder: no fans in the stands next Saturday. It's gonna be certainly interesting to see, and and I, I think it, what's it, what it's gonna have to be is is the team itself is gonna have to to really feed off each other much more than they usually do to help keep themselves fired up. Because, you know, the atmosphere, the fans help keep those teams fired up the, and vice versa. The team helps keep the, the fans fired up. So they fe- literally feed off each other. So not ha- not being able to have have the cheerleaders out there leading – Oh, I mean, they, they might be out there. I, I don't really know what their plans for that. But not having the cheerleaders I'm leading the, the Let's Go Mountaineers chant – that you, That's that you, those you can see how hyped those players get down there when they're bouncing around, like getting everyone fired up. So they're gonna have to to bounce around and fire each other up. And I'm gonna I'm gonna use this as much as I don't want to, but we've seen Tom Brady on the sidelines how he fires people up. We're gonna need a Tom Brady down there to do what he did for the Patriots in firing them up. <laughs> yeah, it's as much as I don't really. It, want it really to, is a perfect example. Uh, like, Pretty much. As much as we don't want to use and, it, it you is. Know, Edelman's Edelman's a good example as well. Both of them. So yeah. we need someone down there, or multiple people down there, that could sit there and really fire this team up. And I'm, I'm hoping I see On, stand out, because we all need that. On that same point, this staff, this culture, the Neil Brown culture, is a perfect setup to do just that. In Dana Holgerson's Mountaineers, exactly. forget it. Neil Brown is preaching that idea of a family and of a team. A family supports one another. This family, this team, will have someone firing them up when they need it. Exactly. I guarantee you they will. Just a matter of who and just a matter of when we see it. Absolutely. So let's wrap up this WVU segment. Let's talk for a little bit about what where does West Virginia stand at the whole of the Big Twelve Conference? And we're not going to go national because they're not a national contender yet. But in the Big Twelve, where are they? And I'm not necessarily talking about where they are, should be in the league, but are they 
knock on the door of contention? Are they at the bottom? Are they somewhere in the middle? Or are we, are we not sure? I So last year they finished eighth, which is exactly where they're predicted to end this year. They're better than that. Uh, without a doubt, they're better than eighth in the conference this year. I mean... Who's below them? Kansas uh, and who else? That would be, yep, Can- Texas Tech and Kansas are below West Virginia okay. in terms of the 2020 okay. preseason poll. So okay. I, I wholeheartedly believe they're better, that they will be better than eighth in the conference. I, I'd say fifth or sixth at least. I, it would be pushing it to say top four, but but yeah, that's, fifth no. or sixth I would be more comfortable with because – Despite how how good the rest of the conference is getting around them, I I still think that eighth is too low. Every time, and we know it as be, as best as anyone. Every single season, they get they they just get disrespected in the preseason polls. Nearly every season, you're like you know they're better than this, and you're gonna sit here and put them heel. And then of course at the end of the season. Mountaineers come up and, and, and say, you know what? We might not have won the conference, but we did better than you assholes said we'd be. <laughs> He's not holding back today, folks. So I wholeheartedly believe that they're better than the eighth that the preseason poll says. And I know for dang sure that they're better than the eighth that they ended in last year. We saw how much better they were to end that season. And that's going to carry over into this year. It really is. Well, let, Well, let's just look at it this way. Let's go around the conference. Who's are they? Let's, uh, let's play this game. I'm gonna name you a team. You tell me if they're better, even, or worse than that team. Iowa State. I think. I think they. I'm gonna say closer to even because they did get they did lose pretty poorly last year to them. But I'd say, I'd, I'd say they could get they could be even evenly matched this year. I'm gonna go worse. Iowa State's really good. They've got a good. They've got something good going, but it is a conference game, and mm-hmm. you never know. Hundred percent better. All right, same thing. Kansas State. I'd say better. Uh, I'm, no, <laughs> I love what they're doing. I'm going to go worse. I'm being the pest. I'm taking over your <laughs> job. What the hell? I'm being the pessimist. That's not my job. Oklahoma. Hundred percent not. That they they are not better than Oklahoma. No. Unless Oklahoma somehow. No stumbles on themselves this year, which, you know, that just doesn't happen. No, they'd have to gag on themselves to even have a chance at this, and they're not. Oklahoma State. Hmm. I'd say I'd say closer to even. I'd say closer to even. Uh, if Oklahoma State plays the way they know how, no. If Oklahoma State is injured, or Oklahoma State has one of those games, seasons where they don't really play for the potential, even. That's that's my verdict on that one. TCU. C. Hmm. I I still think West Virginia could be better. I still think West Virginia is better. I I know what TCU's doing, but I I still think they're better. I'm gonna go even, but it's like fifty fifty one fifty point one point nine point nine. Yeah, it's right there. So, all right, Baylor. I don't think they're better than Baylor. But I think I they, they – it's going to be – it's a weird, contradicting statement. I don't think they're better, but I still think they can beat them. So I, I think it's – yeah, it's it's technically even, but I think it is slightly on the – the way I'm saying it would be slightly 
on the the better side. It's Here's weird. the thing. I don't trust Baylor in a first-year head coach in the pandemic year. That's, That's true. That's why. Because Dave Aranda has never that coached is... a, high, a college football game as a head you're, coach. You're right. Life. I and now I it's got to go. that Matt Rule's coaching in the in, in the NFL. I keep for some reason I in keep forgetting yeah. that. And we almost beat a Baylor team with Matt Rule at coach. So yeah, that, a team that won eleven games. Yeah, <laughs> your point wholeheartedly stands there. I I'm not saying Dave Rando won't. And I said this when I wrote my coaching rankings. I don't. I'm not saying he right. won't be a good hire. But this year is a first year head coach at the Reds. You're either first year at a program. Or first mm-hmm. year overall, do not buy stock in that team. If you have a chance to buy <laughs> stock, I want you to sell, sell, sell. Do not buy stock in that team. Next year, fine, but not mm-hmm. now. I'm Texas. gonna go. I'm gonna say this, and I and I wholeheartedly believe this. I will never believe that Texas is better than us. Horns down. I will. I will oh, never. He believe went it. there. He put emotion before football. He put emotion before Texas, football. When it comes to Texas, when when it comes to the statement that Texas is back every single year and they are never back, no, no, horns down. You're never going to be better. <laughs> I go horns down, then admit, then a uh, rhino horn. You can a, figure a out what I mean by one. that. So the wild, <laughs> mythical rhino. <laughs> Oh boy, Texas Tech. <laughs> hmm. uh, Texas Tech. I, I think I think they're better than Texas Tech. So do I. So that's three. We just gave. I I just said three teams are better. That that's seventh in the Big mm-hmm. Twelve, which yep. is better than eighth. And even against one. So really, that could be sixth. That's middle of the pack. Yeah. That's an improvement. It, it's and again. And considering it's only one non-conference game, if you win that and then go four and five in the Big Twelve, you're five and five. But those other two non-conference games you had could have been a win. You could have had seven, had a seven yeah. and five year. This win, this win total will look weird because there's no two games mm-hmm. to inflate it. Yep. So I think I, I, I mean, obviously we all know this is the NCAA. The the craziest, the absolute craziest things happen in the NCAA, and. I, I think I think WVU has the potential to be one of those crazy moments where they upset someone they shouldn't upset. I I I I think they have the potential to do that. So in in this year, don't count it out. And so so they I mean you know obviously predictions mean nothing when when you when they haven't played. So and we we know we know I all found that well. out last night. So I de- they're they're hundred percent better than than the eighth place that the, that the preseason polls put them at. They're always better than those positions that they're put at, with the exception of last year, where I don't remember where they were put and they ended eighth. But more often than not, more often than not, they're they're better than what the preseason polls put them at. And they almost always shoot themselves in the foot when they're uh, when they're uh, praised where they should be, which that's just that's just how Mountaineer fans have to deal with it. You know, the Mountaineers get where we know they should be, and they shoot themselves in the foot. But I, I, I want I want to see that change. Uh, West Virginia was picked eighth last year ah. in the Big Twelve, ahead of Kansas State and Kansas, and we beat both of them anyway, didn't we? Yeah. So yes, we still beat them. And that was a Kansas State team that 
was yeah. pretty good last so, like, year. That was that was an exciting win. <laughs> I mean, obviously they finished mm-hmm. up. Obviously, they fun. finished above in the standings, but we still beat them. So, ha ha! <laughs> and this year, for those curious, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, Iowa State, Baylor, TCU, Kansas State, West Virginia, Texas Tech, Kansas. Why is Baylor that high? I really don't know. Why is Baylor number five? Now, granted, it's a massive gap between Iowa State and Baylor at 607 to 49. Mm-hmm. That's a big gap. But still, it's like, what? I don't get it. I, I really don't understand it because and, I, I said it again. I've said it once and I'll say it again. First year yeah. head coach. I don't care how talented that team is. You got to have guys buy in. You didn't have a fall a spring practice. You didn't have yeah. a good fall camp, a regular fall camp. You're going to mm-hmm. come into this cold. Do yeah. not trust that team. At least I'll exactly. just throw it out with. And, and even with the ending last year, so they've got Texas at number three, but Texas, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Kansas State all ended the season in conference at five and four. Every one of them. And Texas limped to the finish. Texas is not Texas in that year well. Was we're back, and they you call five and four in the Big Twelve Conference back? Sure. The, I call that. I call, I call that, that average. Yeah, exactly. You, you, they're not back, and they're not back this year. Just you know what five hmm. and four was? That's a Dana Holgerson Big yeah. Twelve record. If you're impre- if you're back, you and go, you have a Dana Holgerson record. You need to reevaluate what the term "back" means. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the proud tradition of Texas football. This we basically own the sport, and Holgerson's going ha ha. <laughs> did, did that before? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> o- Oklahoma and Baylor <laughs> really way in the table last year. I mean, they need, both of them only had one conference loss, and they had they were eight and one. No one else had six or seven victories. And- in the Big 12. No. And Baylor's was to Oklahoma. Yeah. And Oklahoma came back from 28-3 yeah. down in that so game. So literally, just based on last season's standards, Oklahoma, Baylor, 8-1. Texas, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Kansas State. That's a lot of states. 5-4. and four, TCU <laughs> and West Virginia, 3-6. and six, Texas Tech at 2-7. and seven, And Kansas rounding it out as they always do, 1-8. and eight. Granted. Who was, it? Who was uh, the conference win? That's a good question. I don't remember. I think it was probably someone they shouldn't have beat. No, they beat Texas Tech. Isn't that Tech. everyone? <laughs> okay. I thought I was going to be more surprised by it. We're, we're, so, would I, so was I. And by the way, we're not trying to bail on Kansas. Yeah. We're just being honest. So, if a Kansas fan is listening, we're proud right. of you. So, I mean, realistically, that bottom, if we won under Baylor, it, it's it's still a toss-up. It really is. Especially when you have Texas, who's supposed to be back, in leading the charge of the pack that's you really one game goes differently, and they're at the bottom fourth, no, sorry, bottom third of that conference. One game goes wrong, and they're all the way from third to sixth. One game. Yep. And maybe even further. So... I mean that's how that's how much of a of a mix up last year was really. If you were if you were Bagel in Oklahoma, you literally it was yours to lose. Everyone else's you were just scrambling to see if you could. It was literally a race to third place. Yep, pretty much. Uh, the AP poll is out for the uh, for the season. Uh, guess where the good old Longhorns of Texas fall. Not in the top 25. <laughs> nope. Number 14. Yeah. 14 in the land. 
the AP poll is as follows. Uh, if I have the right one here. Uh, when was this released? It, yep, okay, that's the right one. Number one, Clemson. Number two, Ohio State, which isn't playing. So Alabama was number three. They'll be number two. That's how they start playing. Georgia, Oregon, LSU, Florida, Oklahoma, number eight. Penn State, number nine. Notre Dame, number 10. Newly minted ACC member of Notre Dame. Uh, number 11 is Wisconsin. Number 12 is Auburn. Number 13 is Michigan. We already talked about Texas at 14. Michigan at number 15. USC, number 16. A&M at number 17. North Carolina, number 18. Number 19 is Utah. Number 20 is Iowa. Number 21 is Virginia Tech. Number 22 is UCF. Number 23 is Washington. Number 24 is Tennessee. And number 25 is Miami. I'm just going to mention this. Oh, wait. Oh. I, I, uh, I, Go ahead. I beg your pardon. That is the that is the uh, final rankings from last year. Oh, I do beg your pardon on that. That is not the preseason poll this year. Oops. I for some reason okay. This let's see. Okay, week one. Okay, here we go. Clemson, Ohio State. Um, yeah, okay. All right. I guess I had it right because that's. No, Tennessee is number 25, Iowa's 24, Iowa State's 23, Utah's 22, UCF is 21, Cincinnati's 20, Minnesota's 19, UNC is 18, USC is 17, uh, Michigan is 16, Oklahoma State's number 15, uh, 14 is Texas, 13 is A&M, 12 is Wisconsin, 11 is Auburn, 10 is Notre Dame, 9 is Oregon, Florida's 8, Penn State 7, LSU 6, Oklahoma, number five, Georgia, number four, Alabama, number three, Ohio State, number two, Clemson, number one. So Oklahoma, and if Oklahoma wins their first game, which they should, they'll be number four in the country. Because Ohio State, they not they ranked, because they uh, sent this poll out before the Big Ten and Pac-12 yeah. canceled, they still included those teams that aren't playing. But as soon as they start playing games, which is now, because the first FBS game was last night, they will strongly rank teams mm-hmm. that are playing. <clears throat> so as soon as that ranking happens, Ohio State will not be ranked anymore yep. because they're not playing. So Oklahoma will be number four in the country. And then a big t- and everyone else will move up according to how many Big Ten teams are in front of them or back 12 teams. Yep. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be very interesting. So Texas, the team that went five and four in the Big 12, is going to be like number 12 in the country. So that, okay. just, that just makes zero sense. But, you know, that, that's, how that, that's yep. how that works out. It, it's it's college football logic, <laughs> aka like, there is none. E- even even in all, uh, most situations, they get ranked higher than they really should be. But now now this is just beating beating a dead horse at this point, guys. Like obviously, much. without those teams playing, you have to rank it, you know. But still, like wow, like I, you just don't look at Texas. No, I swear, I feel like no one outside of Texas really looks at Texas and actually is threatened by them. <laughs> this. Everyone looks at Texas and they see their quarterback, Sam Ellinger, and they immediately think there's like 85 of the Sam right. Ellingers on that now, team. No disrespect to Sam Ellinger at all, though, obviously, which is he's, – he's, he's really he's good. He's a good player. But the rest of that team, I swear, don't he's really a bit know arrogant, what they're talking about. I good. swear the rest of the team doesn't know what they're doing half the time. They think they know what they're doing, and they just get lucky. <laughs> they think that orange longhorn means they know, on the helmet means they know no. what they're doing, but it doesn't. You have to still no. play that this game. Isn't, this isn't Vince so. Young's longhorns. No, this no, this is not. This is the far cry from this. Young this ain't Brown. your daddy's Longhorns. <laughs> this is this is this is Tom Herman and Sam Ellinger's Longhorns. 
the team that's on the redemption tour that will actually take place. <laughs> it's like the, the, the infinite redemption tour. It's like, guys, when are you going to need, when are you going to actually redeem yourselves? When we feel like it, quit judging us. We went, we went nine and three last year. That's good. Wait, with Texas and we said nine and three is a good. What the heck is going on? <laughs> Thus ends the railing on Texas slash horns down forces of this program. You're welcome. <laughs> If, if anyone listening to this needs a morale boost, we're happy to provide that by railing on Texas. <laughs> Always. I, I, will, I will very rarely praise Texas. And if I do, it's probably the occasional player. But Texas is a program. I, nope. I, I, nope. Horns down. Nope. Horns I got down no forever. I don't, I don't care if they just won a national championship. Horns down. You suck. <laughs> Pretty much. Let's sing his gear. Let's go to the pros. Let's graduate to the pros. Pros. Shall we? The New England Patriots season preview is now. And we are starting at QB number one. USB number 12. Now it's number one. Literally, with Cam Newton taking over the starting job, he was named last night in a team meeting. Thus is the report from everyone in the media. I don't know that, I don't know that Bill's actually said that yet. He had a press conference earlier, but I didn't yeah. watch it. So I don't know if he addressed it or not. Here's the question. How will Cam do as quarterback I... of the Patriots? I, st- I still full, full well believe this team will have a winning season. And, you know, he might not go crazy on the stat sheet and throwing it around. He, he granted his history, he rarely did go crazy in the stat sheet. But I think he will be able to do what's necessary with this, with the leadership he has. And he, he, it's going to complement pretty well. I, and I will, I will go ahead and say this that I said, you know, that I meant, uh, said to you yesterday. He certainly wasn't my first choice as a replacement. I, I never, I didn't even want to sign him to begin with. Uh, but ne- but I'm I'm obviously seeing how he's being praised in the in the the locker room. Bill Belichick has the confidence that he can that run this team and and be the leader. He's he's named captain, so the guys in the locker room have confidence in him. I'm going to say exactly what I said yesterday. We're going to go full steam ahead with Superman at the helm and let's go win some games because he's our guy now and I'll be damned if I'm not supporting him. And I'm going to say what I said yesterday. Someone say steam. That's if you know me, you know, I like steam locomotives. That's why that's funny. But uh, yes, I agree. Here's the thing. I didn't want him either, but as long as you're wearing that helmet, you've got my support. Same thing with Josh Gordon last year. Don't like him as a as a person. Think he's a good player, but my God, when you're in that uniform, I support you until you're absolutely. Uniform. So let's 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 keep that division. Let's go. We've got a division to win. We don't let we don't want to give Buffalo anything. I mean, come on. And the Jets and Dolphins. Listen, don't even go there. Someone, no, someone no. is going to have to come in and just kill the entire Patriots and Buffalo team if Miami or New York or the New York Jets actually want to win that division. Because there's no way it's happening. It's it's a yep. Buffalo versus New England race. Yes, it is. And that's a tight race, too. A lot tighter yeah, than it was last it will, year. It's, it's pretty it tight last year, be. too. I think Cam will do well. And I, and I say this because of what you just said. He's being praised in the locker room. But also that this is an organization that's built around adapting. Mm-hmm. They are built around taking what you have and, and building your offense and defense around that, building to your personnel. 
they will do that with Cam Newton. They will make sure he's comfortable in that offense, and they will add another dimension to that offense. They will be yep. just fine. So long as that offense can produce at a high, at a at a somewhat mm-hmm. high level, and that defense plays the way it did games one through yep. eight last year, we'll and, be good. And if the offense plays even one one small bit better than they did in the in last season. Yeah, this team will be 100% fine because they'll be able if, to make up this for team, the fact that if the defense falters at some point, the offense can make up for it. The offense couldn't make up for the defense faltering when they faltered last year. No. And that's what they need to do this year. And I think they'll be able to. If this if this offense is one notch better, yeah, look Well, one notch better and we might be making a run for the AFC Championship again. If they were... We're coming for you, Paul. Exactly. We're coming for you, Mahomes. If they were any you. bit better. They were any bit better Jackson. last year. They did not. They'd have been in. You know, they'd have got that first round by. Yeah, and who knows that? Exactly. That. Yeah, who knows if they get their first round by? Who knows if Brady changes his mind? Also true. I mean, it, it's not entirely in, um, impossible. Or if he gets number seven, does he just walk away and yeah. say, "I'm done"? And we don't have to have a discussion about Tampa Bay. Also true. <laughs> Which I don't think any of us want to continue <laughs> no, that. So you. let's go on to this. Mm-hmm. Or if or if you uh, believe the trademark. Oh, God, way. no. No, seriously. That, yep, I know. That is probably one of the worst things That's I've ever heard. That's, that arguably might be worse than Washington football team. No, you know what? Or, you know what? That's a debate. Gonna, nope, that's, I fully believe that statement. That's just so bad. <laughs> and I'm normally one for like, you know, <laughs> For puns, but that's just horrible. I'm I'm <laughs> one for dad joke puns. That one's off the charts. <laughs> that's one where even my dad would go, no, yeah. And my dad is the guy <laughs> that makes dad jokes. No, you know you know what it is. It's our friend Brian's dad would even go, no. And Tom is the dad joke king. <laughs> he is. Oh boy, oh boy. Let's move on. What's the strength of the Patriots? Hmm. I mean, you know, you still got Edelman, you still got Matthew Slater, you have the McCordy twins. I mean, even just with 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 uh, um, leadership, that's all. You, that's all you need there. Granted, they're all also skilled. <laughs> I'm going to go with the secondary. Secondary strength of the football team to me, because you've got the McCordy twins, you've got Stephon Gilmore, you have J.C. Jackson. It's a good secondary. And even if the front seven doesn't do near as well to start off the year, which I think they'll get better, the secondary can cover up a few mistakes. There's going to be a lot of covered sacks if this, if this defense mm-hmm. plays where they can. And they're going to have to have covered sacks start the year. They're not going to have just straight-up pass rush sacks. I agree. Weakness. Hmm. Um, honestly, since I'm still not even sure how the offensive line's gonna look, I'm I'm gonna say for right now, not not knowing how they've improved, other than the fact that David Andrews is back, I'm still gonna say the offensive line because I don't know, I don't know. They they fair enough. I I question them half the time, and so I never so that that enough yeah. I think is, is is enough to make me think that they they're gonna be that make or break point there. I'm going to go with the receiving core. 
because they just got a lot younger with the release of Muhammad Sanu yep, the that, other day. I, that's a good point too. That's that's a bunch of kids playing receiver, and I'm not saying they won't be good, but it, don't really be surprised if there's a few hiccups mm-hmm. here and there, particularly that first month yeah. or so. That that bye week is week six. That's the week of October 11th uh, of October 18th. Up until then, don't be surprised if there's a few hiccups after that. Just don't be shocked. I agree. So let's move on now <clears throat> to uh, I'm going to we're, I had this uh, separately in our rundown. I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to switch them. We a few weeks ago we played the schedule game. Uh, let's call it for WVU. We're playing it for the Patriots. So are you ready? 16 games. We're going to tell you simply win or loss. You can go into a little bit of detail about each one if you choose. So week one, Miami comes to town. Win loss. Miami's coming to town. Uh, I yep. It's never a good thing when Miami comes to town for Miami. So I'm definitely going to go New England. <laughs> I will too. Uh, that is one low to begin the season. Going to Seattle next. Ooh. Without much of the crowd. Honestly, it's still Russell Wilson at the other end. So I. And it's yeah. a pretty good defense too, as you found out because you yep. fantasy last night. Right ahead of when I was going to. <laughs> Did me a Carolina Panthers world Greer. <laughs> gave, gave you some hope and then said nope. So I mm-hmm. I think I think I think Seattle would would take that one. So do I. Speaking of school, can I offer you a trade for the Seattle defense? I don't even want the Patriots. Can I offer you a trade for that one. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> I'll think about it. All right, it. <laughs> all right. Week three, Vegas comes to Gillette. Hmm. I think I think they're going to beat Vegas. I still don't think Vegas has any idea what they're doing. I still have no idea what their head coach, what's going on in their brain. Um, I I like what they're doing, but they're not that good yet. They got to get some time. That's a young team still. Yeah. Week four, we're going to Kansas I, City. If something crazy has to happen for you to walk in beat Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Something crazy has to happen, and that, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> and neither. Week five, Denver hmm, comes in. I, th- I think that's a winnable game. So do I. I, like, I, I think Denver's improved, but I just think they're it, – it's, it's in New England. That's a cross-country trip for them. I just I, – I don't think there's going to be much in the – it'll be a good game, I think. But I don't think they really have a chance to win that, uh, to lose that game. A bye week, and then the 49ers, the return of Jimmy Garoppolo to Foxborough. That's a tough one. I, you know, I think I think San Francisco can walk away with that one, but I think it'll be close. I think San Francisco is the better team right now, so I'm taking them on the. I'm taking them to win that game, but I don't think it will be. Uh, I, I I'm with you. I think it'll be a close game. And here's the first really, really, really big game of the year at Buffalo. At Buffalo. So mm-hmm. I think at Buffalo, I think it'll be tough to come out with a win. But I, I think I it still too. might be a fight. But I think I would, in Buffalo, I would give the win to Buffalo. If it was Brady at the helm, we'd yeah. say win all I mean, day because it's yeah, not. Brady, like, never lost, almost never lost to Buffalo. So. Monday Night Football next at the at Jets. The, Do we have to say it? If we have to, I think 
I think we have to <laughs> question ourselves. <laughs> really? The two-game losing streak is over in, in, in New York. On a short week, the Ravens come in next. The Ravens come into Gillette. See, I think, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's – I don't know. I, I think I think Ravens will still take it, but I something something says that I wouldn't be surprised if if New England happened to take it. It will it will take a defensive masterpiece yeah. to beat the Ravens. You will not outscore them. Mm-hmm. You have and to slow I them. I think down. that's one thing that that New England. Well, we that's another thing New England's good at is that it's not that often that they lose to the same player or team twice in multiple you know in a row in multiple seasons over playing them or whatever it, that i'm aware of it just doesn't I mean, granted they don't lose that much they don't lose back to back that often you've got a back to back losing streak in exactly. this season so far so i think i think that they're, they're going to be able to adapt in some way to the way jackson plays cuz I, I i still have this weird inkling in my brain that Given the history with players that just blow up for a season or two, I feel like some people are going to start figuring out Jackson. I just have that thought in my brain that someone's going to figure out Jackson and then it'll be all over for them. And that's the thing, though, and I agree with you, but here's the thing. John Harbaugh is a really good coach Mm -hmm. in Baltimore. If you can stay a step ahead of everyone else, you can win a lot of games. That's true. It's tough to say I have Bill Belichick, but you were last year. Mm-hmm. Week 11 at Houston, going to Patriots South version one. Because <laughs> apparently, apparently Tampa Bay is now Patriots South version two. Um, hmm. Let's see. I'm going with a win here. I think, yeah, I think so. I think I'd agree there. I like what Bill O'Brien is doing, but some of the things he did on that team are going, wait, what? Mm-hmm. He traded DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, listen, I, that, that, that blows my mind. Like, DeAndre Hopkins yeah. has been consistently one of the best receivers in the league. I mean, two years ago, he literally did not drop a pass. If this that one guy you want to be throwing to as a quarterback, it's him. And trading him away, I feel like you just got to be crazy. He traded him for peanuts, and, too. That, he didn't get just, much for him. That's just disrespect on the team trading for him as well. Like, that's disrespectful at all, uh, entirely to this guy. That's how my <laughs> like, robbery is what it is. If I were Hopkins, I would look at both these guys and say, do you think I'm worth that much? Do you really think I'm worth that much? If you think that he's worth that much... I wouldn't want to play for someone who thinks he's worth that little, knowing how knowing how good I wouldn't he is. either. No. Speaking of, we get to see him again. We get to see him because uh, he's coming to town with Arizona next week. He, Kyler Murray, and Cliff Kingsbury will be coming to Foxborough after Thanksgiving. I, I think, I think that's winnable. I think it might be closer. Than one might think, but I, I think that I think it's winnable. I know that Kyler Murray has been. I mean, he won Rookie of the Year last year, right? And then you've again yes. you've got Hopkins to throw to, but I still don't know really what else is strong there in Arizona. Off the top, I can't think of one other thing 
off the top of my head. Their their offense is they've got Larry Fitzgerald, you've got Christian Kirk, you've got the offense that Cliff Kingsbury took from the from college, but he adapted to the NFL really well. So it's not mm-hmm. like he can't do it. All right, we got our California road trip. We're going California dreaming. Uh going to L.A. to play with Chargers and the Rams in back-to-back games on Sunday and Thursday night. Chargers first. Who's the quarterback for the Chargers again? <laughs> Swack. Okay. Tyrod Taylor. Um, Just Ty named Rod yesterday. Taylor. Over Justin and Herbert from Oregon. Frankly, I can't remember too much about what what Tyrod Taylor's done in the past. I don't, He was... He's the one that made way for Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I, I think they can beat... I think they can beat the Chargers. Because I mean, the Chargers so are also uh, well one of those teams that you they they might look good and then they you know blow it or you know everyone hypes them up and they blow it. Honestly, they blow it a lot. That that that's my trend. Here's what's happened to them: they have injuries. They they're the worst injury luck in the whole league the last few years because they've got a lot of talent and they all get injured mm-hmm. by like week four and you're just going well, next man up. Oh wait, <laughs> it's like the guy that picked up yeah. off the off the street and doesn't work like Bill yeah. makes it work. How about the Rams? Hmm. Same place. I don't know. At the new SoFi I've, Stadium. I think that I honestly I think that might be a close one. Because I I I'm going to say, I don't really know but, how. I mean, they kind of they kind of just fell off of nothingness last year. They didn't do horribly last year, but I think it just seemed like they didn't know what they were doing last year. But granted, I think that if anyone's going to be able to turn that around, it's it's obviously Sean McVay. So. I think I don't think we'll see what we saw last year, and I think they'll be better. But I I don't I still think it might be winnable. This is a team that traded away Todd Gurley. Yeah, that that's one thing I totally forgot they did. So you know what? I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna yeah, that's gonna solidify that a bit more because I don't Todd Gurley yeah is is an explosive back. He, he, I, I yeah did. yeah I I. I like what I think they have a good leadership core in, in LA for the Rams. But until I see them turn it around, I can't assume they will. Yeah. So all right. We both got that as wins. We're on a four game winning streak right now. Going to Miami. Going to Miami. Yep. On Sunday, December twentieth. Well I, you know what? I still don't think even though I know we know the history and going to Miami. That even when you think they should win, they end up blowing it in Miami. I'm still going to give it to them. I am until I get proven otherwise. Because it's it's one of those things where, yes, they usually lose in Miami. But I also, this Dolphins team, we don't know if Drew will be starting by then. We don't know if Josh Rosen will still be on the football team by then. We don't know what's going to happen with that team. We don't know how the Patriots are going to look. This team is starting, if you'll notice, it's a five-game winning streak. We're trying to get into mm-hmm. form here. That should scare right. the rest of the league. <laughs> the Patriots getting good around December. That's exactly. not good. I mean, we, we know we know when they find Mon- their strengths at that point, they'll they're making that playoff run. It happens. It 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 almost mm-hmm. it's almost inevitable. It's yeah. almost a lot. Monday, December twenty eighth. Monday night football. Buffalo Bills at New England that Patriots. One, I think if we're rolling off, if at that point the trend holds up that we're we're predicting, and they're winning, you know, four or five games in a row, I I think Buffalo's going to come in there and get obliterated. 
I do too. And this is also part of the traditional split where I think both teams are good, but there's going to be a mm-hmm. split home and home. And we round it all off January 3rd, 2021. We'll finally make it out of 2020. The Jets at home. They're they're, they're winning that game. <laughs> that that's that's they're gonna end that season destroying the Jets. <laughs> All right, you want to hmm. know what our record is? We both we both have the exact same thing. Eleven and five. And that's not a bad not a bad season at all. <laughs> no. Starting out two and two, then getting into Jonas. You start out four and five, but you end the year on a seven mm-hmm. game winning streak. That move. Here's the thing: at four and five, they'll say yep. the sky is falling, and then eleven and five, they'll look like oh, yeah. I mean, okay, you know, we're, we're used to to seeing two and one, and and being and hearing the sky is falling. So it it doesn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all if people are screaming the sky is falling after four weeks, because they always do. No. So here's the question: Given that eleven and five prediction. Where do they stand in the entire AFC? I, I still think they're in the top, at least the top 25%. I still. So that would be out of 16 teams, that would be them, Kansas City, Baltimore, and who else? Hmm. Let's see. I guess you have to go Tennessee just because they yeah. made the AFC Championship I mean, game last year. If, if, I mean, you'd almost have to go there. Yeah. Or Buffalo. So I think. Yeah, Buffalo or Tennessee would be the fail, especially if Buffalo is is maintaining the presence that they they had last year. I can't. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm the one that processed. Yeah, it. I can't really disagree. But you know, this team should be in contention for a playoff bye. Come, uh, yeah. Come. Well, actually, no, because the playoff bye is only the one team now. Oh, remember there are now seven teams That's in the right. playoffs it's, this year. They're doing it weirdly again. <sighs> So it's though it's the first only mm-hmm. one gets a buy and then wait no you'd have to have more than one get a buy because you'd have to have not have a playing game yeah with like that, five or, or five versus seven or four just versus confuses six. the hell out of me four, yeah let's uh, hold on playoff structure here we go. All right, here we go. The AFC and NFC will each have seven teams since the top seed will earn a first-round bye. In wildcard weekend, the twos will host the sevens, and the threes will host the sixes, and the fourteen will host the five. And then I guess, okay, so then we'll have the lowest-ranked team will go and play the number one seed, and then the other two will play each other in the divisional round. So that's that. This is going to be a boatload of crazy. Mm-hmm. Especially if you've got a team coming in there, scraping the bottom of the barrel, barely getting into the playoffs, and all of a sudden they knock yeah. off someone. Just don't let it be New England. I don't want another. I don't. I don't want another wild card exit like I did last year. Yeah, I, I agree. It seems For sure. But all right, so let's get I'll, out of here. I was on, say on, one one thing that I'm I still got to say, regardless, since we're mentioning Tennessee, is. We were both surprised as hell that oh yes Stephen Gaskowski got signed by them. You know, like normally when a kick when kickers, especially older kickers, you know he's thirty six, but that's still pretty old for even an NFL player. Gets get gets cut. They 
you might as well kiss Del Carrillo goodbye. But you know, Mike Vrabel comes out, calls him, and says, "Let's let's get on here. Let's kick some balls." <laughs> to use the Pat right. McAfee phrase, and like so, he, I mean, he deserves it. He, that's that's not a way anyone any veteran kicker is, and as good as he is, deserves to go out. Uh, you know, just getting cut from the team that you were with your entire career, and then never getting signed again. And I, he's earned the exactly. right to go. And, on I, his and own I still terms. say the same thing about Adam Vinatieri. He's no longer a Colt, but this dude, his is literally the greatest kicker of all time, and he didn't even get to go out on his own terms. I think he is, is still he? on the team. Because I swear I saw he was a free agent. Uh, well, let's find out. No, he's a free agent now. Never mind. Like, I take it back. And I, I, if he were, if he were to play, it would be his twenty fifth mm-hmm. NFL season. He's forty seven. Like it's, I'm trying to figure out when. I can't even remember when he, they. Let's see. I'm gonna scroll down. Uh, he he went on injured reserve and on December, but. Like I don't even remember honestly, I don't even remember seeing the fact that he was cut. I just remember looking the other day when I was looking at Kostowski and seeing that Vinatieri wasn't uh, like I don't even remember anything because if if we would have saw that he announced retirement, we would have blown up on that because like yeah. we would have talked about it. You know, that's that's something you expect him to do to go out literally go out on his own terms. But I from what I'm aware he hasn't. Fun fact. He is the third oldest player in the history of the league, behind Morton Anderson and George Blanda. Wow. And he's the only remaining active player who started his career playing in the 90s. Yep. So there's the fun facts about uh, Vinatieri. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Okay, he went on the IR on December Mm -hmm. 9th of last year. Under what season? Season-ending season knee yeah. surgery, and uh, so he missed yeah. the first, last and month. Because both he and Goskowski had had issues last season, converting field goals and and extra points, and both and ended up being the, injuries. Remember, Goskowski yeah, so got both injured. them ended the seasons on injuries. And you're like, you literally, how weird of a story is that to see two of the greatest kickers to play in the game both. In a, almost in their careers on horrible seasons and then injuries, and arguably, at, unless someone decides to sign Vinatieri, I don't. He, or if he and calls it quits is, himself, then they're both tied together because Gostowski replaced Vinatieri yeah, in it, New England. Their careers are always yeah, going to be tied. It's, such, it's just such a weird. Yeah, it's so weird. It like it's such a weird story. He replaced them, and they literally almost. Well, you know, Gostowski's career could have ended. But it doesn't mean Vinatieri's career has ended. Someone might pick him up, or he might, you know, end it on himself. But it would take someone going down. Yeah, but it's not. Impossible. And it's like they both have some pretty horrible seasons on the ends of injuries on the exact same season. It's it... speaking of kickers and the Patriots, they made a signing the other a uh, few weeks ago. They re-signed Nick Folk to compete with Justin Roerwasser. Interesting. I didn't see that. I think I brought it up to you, but I was looking at – we had our fantasy draft last night, mm-hmm. and I was looking at my kicker, and I picked 
I forgot who I picked. I, I picked Mason Crosby and I think Brandon McManus in Denver. Mm-hmm. But I know I picked Mason Crosby because I like, well, I'm a Penguins fan. You got to have someone that's <laughs> on your team. You just do. Okay. It can mean S, M, A, B, 4. I don't care. It's whatever. Yeah. But it's, anyway. Bad joke. <laughs> anyway, the point is this. The point is that uh, I was looking through and I saw Nick Folk and I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot they signed him again. So, um, you know, that uh, the, I think everyone thought when, when Roy Wasser got drafted that it was going to be his job. I don't think anyone really thought Nick Folk or anyone else would take that job or at least have a chance of taking that job from him. I think we all – this comes as a mild surprise. Yeah, yeah it, it, it does. That was the point. <laughs> yep. Uh, Mm-hmm. So we've got one more topic, and we want to make this fun to, to close out our show today with. Bill Belichick did something I've never seen him do before. <laughs> Appeared in the TV commercial. Usually you see players doing this. <laughs> or if a coach does it, it's on some lo- for some local law firm or business or something like that. It's not a nationally recognized brand. Yeah. Bill Belichick now is the NFL spokesperson for Subway. <laughs> Where the heck did this come from? Honestly, no clue. <laughs> I'd like to know, you know? It's like, what, what changed? This guy who was notoriously private and didn't want anyone in his business is now all of a sudden letting people do documentaries on him. He's doing interviews with MSNBC. He's... Uh, he he's doing subway commercials. He's selling sandwiches. What? <laughs> I don't get it. He's 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 getting softer with age. Not what I would have expected <laughs> from Bill. Not what I would have expected. But apparently, it's happened. Have you seen it yet? Aside from when I uh, showed you. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it again during the weird outage for, to, to remind myself how funny it was. For those of you who don't know, what I'm talking about. There's a guy who looks like he's holding either KFC or Popeye's chicken. That's what it looks like. And he's like, whoa, Bill Belichick. And Bill just gives him like the look like, really, man? Really? And then he assumes he's talking about he should just go uh, get some Subway. And, of course, they say what they're going to say about their product. Mm-hmm. And then Bill breaks out the scissors and just proceeds to cut this man's suit, shirts, sleeves off. <laughs> he's wearing a suit so he's got the shirt and the jacket he proceeds to cut this dude's jacket off sleeves off to the to the uh, classic Belichickian uh, uh, hoodie level mm-hmm. and uh, unless this guy was wearing a short sleeve shirt underneath it he's fine but if not kudos to Bill for getting two layers of clothing to be cut on the same line <laughs> that's hard to do yeah yep that's hilarious. It's, it's funny. It's what it is. It is downright funny. And we first knew this was coming because we saw him filming it just sitting there eating a Subway sandwich. It was in like it looked like it was in and around Boston or somewhere. Just sitting on the sidewalk eating a sandwich, sitting on a bench eating a sandwich. Mm-hmm. And we're like, wait, what? Then we see the finished product and we're still going, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it was it's was funny. I always like when I always like when those things happen. Because it's surprising, which I guess that was the whole point. It's surprising. No one expected it. <laughs> I'm more surprised. The whole phrase, like, whoa, Bill Belichick applies to this commercial because it's like, wait, Bill did this? Yeah. 
I would be Sean McVay. I get. Yeah. Bruce Arians, maybe a little bit more. But Bill Belichick, <laughs> the notoriously uptight, bordering on, uh, bordering on obsessive Bill Belichick. <laughs> it, the guy who doesn't say a word in his press conferences. You know what turned it around? Brady left. I was gonna, I was gonna go more along the lines of his dog picking, you know, yeah. picking making a draft pick. You know, He's yeah, like you know what. You know, if 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 now you can have fun, so can I. I think Linda's is finally <laughs> getting to him. Possibly, I think she's finally gotten around to like Bill. You're not getting any younger now. <laughs> May as well have fun while you're still here. Yeah, but 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 baby, I, I love I love coaching football. It's so fun. We got a good team this year. Go out and win some games. We got a good team. We're gonna wrap up, wrap up our time on Nantucket. Get back to Foxborough. On to Cincinnati. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna say. I wish we played Cincinnati just so we could bleed them up again. It's fun beating up Cincinnati. Cause... <laughs> Everyone does it. It's so fun. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's so fun. Like I just, I just love, I just love getting it, to beat it, up it, on Cincinnati. It, because it, every it, now and then they get on their high horse and then they just get blown away again. And it's just and so like, fun. Like we're four zero in September, hush so? up, mm-hmm. hush up. Until you get to be four zero in December, hush up. They they barely make the playoffs. We're gonna win the Super Bowl, and then they get knocked out week one again and extend their thirty plus year playoff drought. It's like there's, it's like the um the meme where it's just someone standing there, and then it's like, oh, I'm doing good. Then there's like this giant thing over them. It's like New England Patriots in January. <laughs> yep. You know what would be fun, especially this year? Hmm. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow will talk a lot smack, and then Cam Newton will walk in there like, sit down, son. <laughs> I, I think Joe Burrow, despite the fact that I don't think since he's going to do that amazingly this year as uh, either, I th- still think Joe Burrow is going to show how he's going to turn it around. Because the guy's got skill. Yeah, he does. I agree. I think he'll, I think he'll be the bright spot on that team. Mm-hmm. A, not, a team that isn't good will have a bright spot. Mm-hmm. Well, that's our show for today. We've got season previews of the books. We'll do game previews next weekend. It's all coming together now, folks. We're here. Football season is here. Oh. There were college games last week, last night. There's college games tomorrow. There's NFL games next week. We are here. We made it to football season. Yeah, I'm speaking of football. I'm gonna have uh, football games being on. The I'm gonna have to. Uh, to partake in, you know, a radio or something on my phone when I'm on my way back from work because I work on Sundays. So I'll be getting off like two hours after the game starts. So I'm going to have to like listen to it, uh, the, the last bit of it on my way back. Since I know you can afford it now, <laughs> Sirius XM All Access Package will get you the Patriots play-by-play. Nice. In NFL radio. I don't, I'd almost bet that someone, one of the very, the other three Patriots fans in that lab will – well, actually, you know, on Sunday, there's only going to be two other ones because one of them's a Monday through Friday. The point is someone's going to have something playing uh, come 1 o'clock in that lab. Someone. You'll hear, you'll hear, you'll hear Bob Sosie and Scott Zolak, the voice of the Patriots. Yep. So I'll probably – That I've been enjoying for years. Yeah. So definitely need something on this and to listen to it on the drive back. But at least oh, I'm going to be able to watch the Mountaineer game, probably. 
another option outside of Sirius might be a little bit cheaper. Actually, it's a little bit cheaper. For TuneIn Radio Premium, it's $9 a month. Mm-hmm. Same thing, NFL play-by-play. Nice. So if you really wanted to invest in a radio option, and that'll get you – TuneIn also does, like, terrestrial radio. Like, if there's a favorite radio station you have. Again, if you like the radio station in Morgantown, let's say. Yeah. But you obviously won't get it in Hedgesville. You can still – if it's on TuneIn and they stream online, it will probably have it. So you can listen to any radio station around the world that streams. And then they do premium uh, NFL play-by-play. They have WVU play-by-play on there as well if you have to miss a game for whatever reason. Nice. Uh, so it's, it's a good option to have in your back pocket if you need it. Yeah. Yeah, and I have a feeling I'm going to be missing a ton of games on TV because of that. But I mean, I'll just well, add that. <laughs> maybe not because it's TV games are during like 4.30 and 8.25. Also true. Yeah, if, so there's, you, if, there's, if there's Sunday night, I'll probably miss them, or at least half of them. And if they're Sunday mornings, or rather Sunday afternoons, I'll probably miss them. So, but, you know. I'll, I'll have to carry us on the Patriots, but we'll get you. Yep. We'll make sure everything's good. <clears throat> Got to earn that money, though. Yes. And earn that dough. That's our show. We'll still do a preview regardless of whether Darren sees the game or not. <laughs> we'll still do a preview next week of the West Virginia Eastern Kentucky game and the Patriots Dolphins game. Uh, so that will be our show next week. Plus any other topics that come up. Uh, <clears throat> this is the time of year when uh, really this year, these first few weeks of the college season and the NFL season, are going to be, to me, really interesting to see how things happen in terms of the coronavirus and football. I think once we get past the first few weeks, we'll kind of even out. The question is, can we get through those first few weeks? That's mm-hmm. the big question to me. Because we don't know how we're going to have, in terms of the relationship between college, college athletes and college students that don't care. And we don't know how the NFL is going to handle their testing and teams traveling. But yep. once we get through that first few weeks, I think we're going to be in the clear. That's my personal opinion, though. I don't have any backing to that. Just my yeah. feeling. Yeah. I, I think I'm the opposite. I think someone's going to screw something up in midway, and we're going to end up not completing the season. I, I still believe that we we won't see a full season, at least in the college football standpoint. Which is why we'd say take every game and love it. Yep. That's why I watched the Mississippi and South Alabama yesterday, because I didn't know how many times I'd get a chance to watch that team, those teams play. Mm-hmm. And I, I bit one in my rear end yesterday. I published my Sunbelt preview yesterday morning. And I had South Carolina putting up a big – South Alabama putting a big donut in the win column. Yeah. And they won last night. <laughs> but in that situation, I'm, I love being proved wrong when I say someone won't win a game and they do. Yeah. I love being proved wrong then. I don't mind it because I'm like, you know what? I'd rather be wrong and you all have the joy of winning a game than I would rather be sit here and be right. Yeah. And you all have to suffer through a win this season. Yep. Games on tomorrow. Marshall and Eastern Kentucky play at 1.30 on ESPN. If you're a West Virginia fan and you don't hate Marshall, watch that game. <laughs> so I'll, give you some, I'll give you some information on what Eastern Kentucky will look like when they come to Morgantown next week. They're doing a Mountain State double dip. EKU is. Hmm. Marshall and then Morgantown. Wow. And Marshall expects to have some fans in the stands tomorrow. Interesting. Their athletic directors is expect to have a limited capacity in fans. And I don't remember what they said about tailgating, although I remember hearing them say something about it. I don't remember what the exact words were. Hmm. So, I, so the, 
that will be an interesting thing we can point out whenever we get there. But it is still interesting how that will all work out, at least it's supposed to work out. And I found this, I don't know if the game was scheduled before, because it didn't look like Marshall was scheduled beforehand. But Appalachian State comes to Huntington in a few weeks. Hmm. Appalachian State is good. Yeah. I mean, they finished, you, what, 12-1 and one last year? Yeah, they won the conference. They, they've been doing great since they moved up from FCS. Mm-hmm. They're the class of the Sun Belt. And I only wish we could have a full Jones C. Edwards Stadium for that game. Because that's a game where if you're, if you're one of those people that doesn't care about anything but Power 5, you won't know it. But if you actually love the, love the sport and know about how good those teams are, you'll watch. Because mm-hmm. you'll expect a good game. Yeah. Marshall can recruit and they can play. Doc Holliday, if he hadn't been a Marshall, was destined for the head coach chair at WVU. And I would have loved that. Doc Holliday can recruit and he can mm-hmm. coach too. Yep. That's another topic for another day. <laughs> the point is, the point is that there is football to be played and the NFL will probably charge on despite, unless it gets too far out of hand. I think we'll see something like, like baseball, where it affects a few teams that most teams can go play on. Because baseball is the closest comparison to it because the baseball has been playing at team sites with no fans in the ballpark. Yeah, the NFL will have some fans in the stands, although most teams will have outlawed, at least with their first home game, fans. Mm-hmm. So I think that will be how it works in the NFL. With college, though, it's a complete toss-up. It's yeah. a total toss-up. Same thing with high school. High school starts tonight in West Virginia. And uh, Fayette County uh, schools will not be starting tonight. Hmm. Because Fayette County is a designated Orange County. And that ah. means you can practice, but you can't play. Yeah, I think I so, saw somebody post about that. And then uh, they I, I, I think they were angry about it because they, they claimed that the – I don't remember who this was. And they claimed that the, the map wasn't – "Quote unquote wasn't working, but I don't think they understand that it's a it's a rolling average, right? It's a rolling week by week yeah. average. Or yeah, so day. it's every Saturday or Sunday. So when they do it. If there's a drastic change, that's because one day threw off that average, and that that will change daily. Right. So if, so, if you're seeing a week average of whatever causes orange, then you know that's something to worry about. He, so the plan is this. And, and I'm just concerned myself with Oak Hill High School. That's where I went. Mm-hmm. You know. Oak Hill was supposed to play at Westside in Wyoming County this today. That game was canceled. And there is no – the shortened, the 11-week schedule in high school football, 10 games, one bye, got, got shrunk to 10 games. That's, that's it. We're playing from now until early November. Yeah. So there is no other – you can't fit that game in anymore. You got to go just cancel it, see you next year. Yeah. So the plan is, because every team in Fayette County, which means Midland Trail and Meadowbridge have the same thing. The plan is right now, if Fayette County is good on Saturday or after Saturday, Midland Trail will go over to Oak Hill on Monday night and play a game there. Mm-hmm. And then they'll play, then they'll go on about their schedule the rest of the, the, rest, the, rest of the year as far as, as long as they're clear. Yeah. That's the plan. I don't know about Meadowbridge, but I know that's what the Oak Hill Trail plan is. Mm-hmm. And for Trail's sake, they probably want that game because if they beat Oak Hill, a triple-A team, you get a lot of points for beating a triple-A team if you're a single-A team in playoffs. Yeah. You get a lot of playoff points. That will probably help them tremendously. It can afford to go like 7-3 and three or 8-2. and two. 
mm-hmm. in in AAA. I mean, single A, they'll they can afford to go like seven and three. They'll be fine if they beat Oak Hill. Yeah, especially if Oak Hill goes on and wins a few more games. And we're not we're not a high school podcast, but we are still we're 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 we are no longer a solely Patriots or WVU podcast. We are a football show with emphasis on both. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is that you can't have these two without the broader game. Exactly. And, you know, we turned our, I turned our group chat with our friends into a high school group chat last weekend. <laughs> I single-handedly turned that into a group chat, into a high school group chat. That is true. With talks about records and overall and how Fayetteville did and, and you all playing basketball, you and Brian playing basketball for Fayetteville and I showed you the Oak Hill High School plan uh, last yesterday. I'm not going to go into right here because I don't want to trash my high school. But uh, yeah, so we 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 love the game at all at all levels. I think I'm more of a high school fan than you are, but I certainly don't think you ignore it. Yeah. Hedges. That I at wasn't home. aware of. At home, I think yeah. they're playing. Yeah. I couldn't tell you they're playing. I don't know if I ever uh, told you this, but so the funny thing is, is um, so Martinsburg High School, their colors are orange and black. Mm-hmm. Guess what color car I'm sitting here driving? <laughs> oh boy! I'm like, I just inadvertently got a car that they, that, you know, that's sporting their colors. So, you know, that's uh, nothing. Yeah, orange is my favorite color, so. Uh, I just thought it was, it, Liz brought that up, and I'm like, that's that's hilarious, honestly. I didn't even think about that connection. <laughs> Speaking of Martinsburg, hi. Here's a pop quiz to get us out of here. Martinsburg High School currently owns the state record for most consecutive wins at 56 games. Wow. Who held that record previously? I'm not going to ask you the win total, but who did they, who did they break that record from? Oh, boy. Uh... I have no clue. Anstead High School. Anstead. Wow. What became Midland Trail when they merged with, when they merged with Nuttall? Wow. Yeah, I mm-hmm. know. I, I was I, something in the back of my brain was thinking, oh, it's got to be local. But yeah, I wouldn't have had. I had no clue. It been. My dad went to Nuttall, uh, and he always told me how Nuttall got the pants beat by not pants not off by Anstead every year. Mm-hmm. So here's the uh, the information. Because I can bring it up, I will. It's I'm on, I'm on a website called Four Seasons Football. If you want to know historical schedules and results from uh, basically any high school in the state of West Virginia, Ohio, Maryland, Virginia, Tennessee, or Kentucky, you go there. Yeah. So from the okay from November, some October 9th, nineteen seventy, when they beat Nuttall thirty four to six. Through November 9th, 1973, Anstead did not lose a game. Wow. They're unbeaten record because they tied twice. The last time um, Anstead lost a game before 1973 was 1969. They lost to Walton uh, on the last game of the season. 21-18. They went, they only tied twice in 1970. They tied against Clay County 6-6. And they're tied against Fayetteville 2020. And then they went on a roll. They didn't lose a single game after that. Wow. Until Mononga beat them in, uh, the, uh, in the playoff game in uh, 1973. They had 36 straight wins. Wow. Did Anstead. 
School closed in 1975. School closed on a seven-game losing streak. Ugh. Only won one game. They won one eight that last year. And their one win was against Union Monroe, which is Monroe, which became Monroe County, um, James Monroe. Mm-hmm. They lost to Fayetteville thirty-eight to six. They lost another eight nothing. Barnburner, that one was. But uh, yeah, so this is a little bit of an interesting little. This is what makes and I'm I, I'm really glad that we have more information than we uh, do now. When I was growing up on West Virginia high school football, yeah, like this. But just little nuggets like that, I think, are cool. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So that is that. But since you mentioned, uh, since you mentioned that, I had to bring it up because it's one of those things where you never would guess unless you've been there. Let's find out for a second when the last time Martinsburg lost the game was. I couldn't tell you. I know it's 56 games ago, but I don't know how, like, when that adds up to or, or anything like that. I don't know. Yeah. Let's find out. Will this thing load for me? No, it will not. All right. It won't load for me. Come on. Let's go. We've got things to do. Nope, we don't. All right. Here we go. All right. Come on. Oh, okay. Drag the long marker down. That'll help. <laughs> I am I am I am not I'm gonna take a phrase from my friend Erica. Technology is not my friend. <laughs> Thank you, Erica, for the quote. It's not wrong. So the last time Martinsburg won a, uh, lost the game was if we can get the information up here. Yes, I'm speaking Spanish, don't care. Was twenty fifteen the lost the capital in the state championship game. No, in the in the playoff semifinal or quarterfinal, actually, thirty-five thirty. Wow! After that, it's been nothing but smooth sailing. Yeah, definitely. they won the last. They won the last 16, 17, 18, 19. They won the last four state championships. Jeez. Uh huh. <laughs> Domination in the highest form. <laughs> There's one thing that I. This is slightly unrelated, but also kind of related. Um, one thing that was a. Uh, that I always, since Martinsburg's AAA, uh, I ran track in high school. And whenever we would go to, to regional uh, uh, meets, the single A, double A schools would have their regionals together, and then the AAA would come in after us and do their regionals. And one thing that I always, uh, not that I would ever do this, but I would always want to watch it, I, I would always want to watch it, you know, while we're sitting there in the stands, was that. The AAA schools, Martinsburg included, would walk in with, with, ja- well, uh, javelins. Well, sorry, Martinsburg wouldn't been in our region, but um, they would walk in with javelins. And um, what other thing would they do that single A and double A's couldn't do? Uh, but javelin throw was one of them. Uh, oh, pole vault. Those are two things they would come in with. And I'd be like, well, why, why, I wouldn't do this, but I would want to watch this happening while I'm waiting for my event. So I was always kind of jealous that AAA schools were, were allowed to do pole vault and javelin throws um, in West Virginia for their events, uh, for their field events. That's rather interesting. Yeah. It really is. 
So here's another thing. I was looking at Martinsburg last year. <clears throat> Martinsburg averaged 61.3 points a game. They gave up an average of 8.7 points a game. Ah. <laughs> That'll work just fine now. What? <laughs> That that's 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 not just you know that's that's, that's not domination. domination. That, that's that's like I don't even know a strong. That's just that's sheer murder. obliteration. Like that's murder is what they, it is. They don't even. That's yeah. That's that's so much further than domination. That's insane. That's you come in there. You've intimidated everyone so much that they don't even want to put up a fight. Let like, me. Yeah. Let me. Here's the scores from last year's Martinsburg games. 49-12, They won by 28 points in the state championship game. That's just insane. Yes, yes it is. And that is why your your fiance will never have to deal with the losing football player. <laughs> and wow. their head coach, their head coach since '97 through that time is the new Concord head coach, David Walker. The man knows how to win games. Hope he can turn it around in Athens. Yeah, we'll see if he can do that. But yeah, just that stat just blew my mind. Didn't know we were high school still now, did you? Yeah, but it fits. It fits. Absolutely. Thus ends the uh, topic of domination for today. <laughs> we'll be back next week, like I said, with the uh, with season with game previews and any of the news that breaks should news break. So for Darren, I'm Lucas. Darren, take us home. Adios, everyone.